Perfect. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody's roof. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Four Kaya Stream podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk about our bios, um, some of the companies that are profitable here at Four Kaya, and the Academy, which is a new feature here. So, at that, Ali, let's get started. So, last time, I think we kind of um, jumped right into it, and we didn't talk about our own backgrounds and you know why we're here. Um, do you want to kind of give us a little sure. info about yourself? Yes, Cyrus, absolutely. Um, I went to USC, undergrad, uh, social sciences major, went to, got a job working at uh, selling securities, mortgage-backed securities, um, collateral debt obligations for a pretty big mortgage bank. Um, Those are the ones that caused the financial crisis, right? (laughs) This one in particular was essentially... A big corporate in it, but um, I did that two years. As soon as I got my master's um, from Pepperdine and my MBA, I quit to um, do entrepreneurship because I really, really was intrigued by it. You know, um, well, I also think you you. Uh, saw a lot of red flags, right? You, yeah, like <laughs> that's why you wanted it gave to, me like you a gave nice you an to, to start. Yeah, the company that I was working for uh, wasn't following like the things I was learning in school. <laughs> I was like, because I was going to class at night, so I would learn something and then uh, I, I would learn something and then go to work the next day. And the measurements, met- metrics, and like the way the company thought about growth was alarming. Like and. I ended up doing like my capstone project um, on that company and it's their demise while they were at it, their highest stock price. Obviously, it was a very, it was very polarizing to say, tell everybody, uh, like, I took my capstone project and build a business around it, about the entire industry. I said, not only will my company go down, but there'll be like a full domino effect um, in this industry because of the way, because of moral hazard. Uh, and um, every, nobody had their, like nobody was regulating. So um, that ended up, it, even though it was polarizing, it ended up getting me a lot of like clients for my biz, consulting business. So you, you got your MBA went, and then you started consulting I went business. on tour, like they, San Francisco, yeah. New York. Don't buy this stuff, don't buy this stuff. Yeah. Uh, they're like, they tell their friends, hedge fund friends. Now I'm sitting at a bigger circle, higher penthouse, huh. making more money. Like it's crazy. I was out of school making like thousands of dollars an hour. That's crazy. Um, flying out. Um, you know, first class, but like, but your business was based on prevention, right? It was based on it was pre- it was based on prevention on something that we saw happening. So it means like when it happened, we didn't have a business anymore. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people said, "Oh, screw this guy," and then the people that listened to you were like, "Oh wow!" Like they still listen to me. Yeah. So, um, that was 
my first experience in business was like that's interesting booming and then you're out of business <laughs> <laughs> um it was a fun ride it was way more fun than the two years i spent that like that two years was like sterile it's brutal yeah brutal yeah. man yeah. the first week was so hard it was like I killed, did I kill somebody and do, am I get, getting time here? Like the first week at a company was That's insane. Funny. It was insane. Second week, not so, yeah, not so much harder. The third week, by two years, I was like high-fiving people, bowling with them. Like, not that it's like bad to like work at a corporation, but like have coworkers. But like if I felt very, um, systemized kind of like yeah uh, like institutional kind institutional, of in, in a sort of way right like yeah like, like, kind of like i fell into the perfect box yeah and i was not the person that i was um and then like that, that i got that feeling back because it was my own ideas it was my own identity it was my business the consulting business so i did a few more things i was really interested in like um sales how, the, how a person makes like a purchasing decision and um gets to that and how could we shorten that how could we you know what are the psychological uh, i said i took so many psychology classes i ended up like using it in my undergrad but like um we i opened up a couple of call centers and sold them and to in different um areas in different verticals and um not like exits where yeah. You know, it's an exit, exit. It was, but it was like enough for me to be able to do another entrepreneurial venture. Well, I think the call center in Tijuana was was that was the last one. A pretty the, good exit, right? It was the a, call center in Tijuana yeah. was a nice exit yeah. because we just we sold it to somebody that's not in the vertical in the solar space, so they just used the call center and converted it into I think they're selling yeah um, water or something. But like they, but I got to keep my solar idea and just took something that was costing like when we first started this the solar business idea but the idea was like hey you know we can sell solar over the phone why do people have to go through like such a nightmare of like you know what you they can just like call a concierge service and we'll do all the work for them so that and was the idea from taking it from the call center that you're was like, a call center. You're like, okay, oh, that was the concept. That was the co concept of the call center, okay. and it grew, but it was expensive. It was like yeah. 150 grand here. Ended up going to Tijuana so we can compete. Yeah, because so many people did it in the valley, and then you're like, okay, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to Mexico because the labor's cheaper. Labor's cheaper, and they were just as effective. They were perfect English yeah. speaking, and they were like closing deals. But like, even that was eliminatable. With technology, and then I just started studying, like, like like just start really looking into artificial intelligence and the future of work. So that's when you sold the company. You had some time to think. You said, "Okay, I'm gonna do some deep learning. I'm gonna figure out what I'm interested in." I'm gonna Which was deep learning. <laughs> like that's what I ended up being interested in. Like artificial intelligence, understanding, like, man, like you know, the fourth industrial revolution is a real thing really understanding that and then researching it and then finding out is there defensibility like what could we do you can't just like send people to school to become coders if it's not in their dna you know what i mean there's got to be a better way to systemize an architecture the future of society and the world you know i saw something bigger you know i just got married i had kids so the cause 
became really important to me for my next business. So you and said, I'm going to use AI in my next business no matter what, right? I did. Yeah. We sold the thing and we started working on InSolar immediately. So you took the concept of solar, said, let's use artificial intelligence to kind of eliminate some of the... Touch points. Touch expensive. Point, yeah. Because what people don't understand, because solar is new, sorry to cut you off, but like... It's okay. Yeah. Um, it was being pushed. It's still being sold. Because it was new, um, there wasn't a lot of people didn't know anything. And so people were spending upwards of 70% of the cost of this big transaction. It's like buying a car um, on customer acquisition. To be, to be sold the solar, huh. they paid 70%. To be sold it, that means the sales guy, the caller, the, the door knocker, uh, the canvasser, the uh, guy that goes and does the site survey, the guy that checks the roof, the, you know. So they were able to do that because solar was like popular, right? It was really, it was going through that solar boom, solar city, this Well, and because that. they, electrical, yeah. they had a nice. Incentive, right? Corporate that was helping them. It was the, the utility companies kept increasing prices. So when solar came around and then financing companies came around and were like, yo, the price of not yo, but like the price of solar <laughs> is like 30, 40, 50 grand, but we want to push it. So how, what could we do? Finance it over 20 years. Even solar silly, solar city, silly, you know, solar silly. So solar city, Tesla, Mr. Elon Musk's cousin's mm -hmm. company. Now these guys were spending 150% of their revenue on uh, sales and marketing. Doesn't make sense. It was like early, like early adopters. Let them find you, not like push it on people. Not yeah. like, you know, don't do this thing. So like, um, for for us, we saw in solar as being just the perfect situation because like, it's an online platform. You put your address in, you get your proposal, you can buy it, and it's fifty percent cheaper than other companies because we don't have the call centers. Hmm. The $200,000 a month call center in Calabasas or the $45,000 a month call center in Tijuana. Like, it, we don't have none of that. You know? And if you're an installer provider, you just decide if you... You swipe left or right. Yeah. Except this new uh, installation, that's way better for installers than trying to sell something. Yeah. That's not, in, you know, that's not like part of their pedigree. Well, they're getting pushed business, which is... Businesses need to be fragmented and do what they're best at doing. Yeah. Split them, have partnerships because you gotta have a fair price for the consumer if you're gonna have any kind of longevity. If I, if we're still charging people, like I, our whole thing at InSolar is like in five years, I still want people to hold their proposal proudly and be like, man, look at the pricing I got. Yeah. It's still, because it's fair. There's no other, what else could we cut? I know little line items of everything and we charge 15% above that for the transaction fee. And you're still, People get proposals, five, six proposals from different companies. It's like, just think of it this way. You're going to go buy a car. You get different quotes, proposals for like 50,000, 40,000, 30,000, 20, like 25,000. And yeah. then you run it with us and it's like 16,500. You know, we put that up there. Like, yeah, I'm the not same, shy about that. Same product, put, yeah. You know, we put that up there. You can check it out. Like, um, and that's that's why 
it works. Yeah, all cool. of it. Everybody's works. happy. And Everyone's happy yeah. because the installer gets to do what they want. And then, how do we push it? By having Uber drivers or like referrers, people that bring us deals. Yeah. Like they're already selling solar. They're like, man, this is way better. They, the client is super happy. They just like discovered the price line of solar. They have the magic key that they get to turn it. They have their own. You know. Yeah. They're proud of it. So. And by making um, an automated process, you're essentially able to capitalize three to five thousand per transaction. The providers are making their money. The installers are making their money. And it's an e-commerce yeah. website that makes five thousand dollars, three thousand dollars a transaction, which gives you more flexibility. So leading to that flexibility, more which means what's the next business with the same business yeah. model that can do this? Just a lot of offense, not a lot of throwing cash in, burning it, getting users in hopes that like we hit critical mass, you know, and yeah. then we find a way to sell something to you. Like that's not traditional business values. It's kind of sneaky even. Like I feel like a lot of these companies are overvalued. People don't understand how easy it is to just leave the platform and go to the competitor, and then the valuation is zero. But the VCs made their money because they took their rounds already. You know, so it's a game being played. I'm not a big, um, like a fan of the way it's being played because it's a game of disruption and the people are still like playing it, systemizing and corporatizing and yeah. making it like, okay, cool. The game of disruption. Let me see your pitch deck. Let me see this. Let me see. And then move it to the next round. Now you need to have this. Like, it doesn't make sense. You know, so the way, and just to talk about Insolar and then the other companies that are making money, they're about the same concepts. Like, well, I just think the, the initial concept of how you built in solar was what made um, kind of start putting some love into this corporate model, which is let's get university contracts, have students learn how to build a company. And then from there, you can pick, you know, the concept that you want to build again, you know, whatever, whatever product that is that you're interested in. And I'll teach you how to do it. Right. Like, so yeah, you're, so you're we saying, like, academy, let me teach you how to build right. solar. And then once you build this, you can pick the concept and you can run with it. And I'll teach you how to get that business off the ground. I think that's that's the interesting part. Of the real life, archive. like this is what you follow. And then it's like not finite because it's live and it's changing. You have a platform that teaches you real life changes in that um, blueprint, the code, you know, um, applicable to any idea in the idea lab, your own idea, whatever you want to build. So, so let's just break it down before we keep moving forward. Let's just say you have in solar, which was built by the power of connections with universities that led to saying the students asking you, Hey, we really like the way that you ran this company. Can you teach us that led to the Academy? The Academy is built now. The academy is built and it's very theoretical. It teaches you like this is what you do in a startup. First you have passion. Find something broken. And if you have the passion, then and if you're built of the what you need in order to and that's what we do with BAM, business athlete mode, is first we build the person, then we plug them into the uh, essentially the factory assembly line to be able to build their product or change the world. So like Well BAM is like the branding for the users right it gives the users an identity 
BAM is what that is. It's business it. athlete mode. Treat yourself like an yeah. athlete. You're the talent. It doesn't matter if you're a developer, you're a football player, you're, you know, you yeah. are just your brain is what we're going to nourish. Like, and we'll, and a lot of it is defensibility. Like, do not let people change the way you think. Do not like keep that unique vantage point. That's your like gold, you know? Yeah. And then work on that. Build that. Have your authenticity. Be transparent. You can't be threatened. Have your passion. Work extra, extra, extra hard. Like outwork everybody. Have focus. Mental and physical conditioning, like the entire thing. Um, and uh, compete, you know, fight, fight for it. Like that's the fun part is like you build yourself to become this person. You build your product. If you have passion, you're not going to quit. Like if you follow the old way of like, this is a great market. Let's tap in. Yeah. Let me build a thing. Like that's, it's too tough now. It's too competitive. Somebody will kick your ass. Well, I think you're kind of like you're you have so much passion, right? And you wanted to give the users that identity as well because the people that come work at Forkaya, they're doing it strictly from passion. They're getting credits to work on their 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 passions for lack of a better word. And BAM kind of gives them the quote unquote swag uh, that they can wear and showcase what, you know, what they are, which is, you know, that kind of like that new type of, of athlete for- The new, you are an athlete. Like yeah. that's what you whip, you better, have gone to school to become the kind of athlete that you want to be, but it doesn't stop there. Now you got to sign your contracts. Now you got to work for a team. Now you got to get your first gig. Now you got to yeah. prove. Now you got to have like your back of a baseball card. I want to see stats. It's like an entrepreneurial athlete, and that's hundred percent. And that is, and that's what that's the talent. Yeah, and that and they're able to have the identity through that because if there's one thing about Forkaya, the users are happy. There's you know a number of companies that they're able to work on. They're able to start their own companies in this ecosystem, and they want all to have some sort of identity. Band provides that, and they're able to kind of craft it as well. And that's one another company that's become profitable in the ecosystem because it's it's self-driven. You know, it's it's self-rewarded. Um, people are able to um, basically create what they want, and then other users are able to buy with that. Buy the and you can swag. invest in what yeah. you want through yeah. the uh, yeah. Round Z platform. That's the way I see it is like everybody works together to make the deal perfect. So if you're an investor with my company, at some point you're going to be pissed because what I'm doing is like shrinking margins constantly to make sure it's the ultimate scenario for the user. Then there's nothing that can threaten us. I like we're not, I'm I'm. We're not going to be like, ha ha, we make this much money. We're going to keep it like we, because the people that are building it or the users or the investors were all together. The clients were everybody's working towards a bigger picture. The cost to me is more important now in my life. Like, you know, like yeah. the cause, what is the reason we're doing what we're doing? What is the big idea behind Forkaya? 115 companies, four of them are making money. Great. Yeah. Next year, 24 of them will be making money. But like, but now you're starting to identify the trends. So like, just let's continue kind of helping people because it's a lot of information. Even for, I mean, for me, I've I've taken some time to digest how big this thing could be and how big it actually is right now. So right now you have you started with one company, you had the contracts with the universities. Those students loved working for you. You helped them learn through the academy. Then you flourished and said, okay, now we're opening up Forkaya for everybody to be able to in, you know, input their ideas, 
those ideas come back and if you want to work on them then the other by the way we still haven't done that Cyrus like we have I don't know like 45,000 applications like we haven't done that we haven't opened it up yet I, I need the right facilities we need like I'm not ready for that yet you know what I mean like I understand um what we're working with um and um we gotta make sure that it grows sustainably very selective very slow yeah very slow like people hate that about me i'm like snail speed well you capped it at a certain amount of companies that's sustainable the users are working on those actively and that's sustainable because they're happy working on the projects for getting credits and getting equity and then now we're at a place where you're identifying different sectors figuring out which projects are kind of you know starting to showcase themselves right um can you talk a little bit about those sectors and uh what i what we see the areas like the apps we're building are like fun they make uh you save money and time okay i see a lot of like applications that um are platforms of expression gives people that typically wouldn't have access before access right yeah. accessibility and a way for them to communicate give their expression um but i'm talking in terms of like specifics like you know what sector we already talked kind of like on the broad level we have you know we have pink algae we have these companies that are kind of talking about uh the neural link between you know machine learning um that's you know and then you have like the hardware companies that are coming from like you know everybody wants to be like but like what sectors like health wellness you know i know you have health and wellness i know you have live meditation everybody wants to be pretty awesome you have oh i'm just saying i know you have live meditation which is pretty awesome which is essentially uh a meditation app where i can meditate with you know thousand users simultaneously uh, strength of numbers strength, I feel like yeah. meditation is because one of if those you know things. that a thousand people are doing it it has accountability to it which is kind of cool which I mean I like that that's, a, that's one of the one off projects I, I, you tap yeah. into a frequency of a thousand people you have yeah. a different experience yeah, than so, you do if you did it by yourself um, yeah so there's still room to grow in the health and wellness sector I know you have Hubush which is another um, you know application on, on the ecosystem um, and then in terms of other sectors you see growing you're seeing accessibility, you're saying, growing? I see, like, more... I know you want to, like, put it into, like, ARVR, like, health and fitness, yeah, real estate and stuff. Like, I don't... I look at it more as, like, a, a psychological, as, as, like, a sociological thing. But I see our users. What do users want? They want to feel special. They want to be treated like a celebrity. They want to have accessibility. They want... Um, semantic scale a personal assistant ai personal assistant you literally pick up your phone and talking into it like i want to go to new york and watch the thing humans machines work together to make that happen for you so you don't have to have a black amex you can still get that experience in this life which is an experience maybe a micro um micro experience of it but you'll have an experience you know people want um more they want to have like they want simpler life easier um told app like simple things stick smart stickers smart band-aids uh they want to learn more about themselves about their pets about the people they love about 
um, how to communicate with people, the things that I, the trends that I see, the big trends that I see is the fourth industrial revolution. That's the big trend that I see. I see platforms where people can make money, like jobs, gig platforms, gig platforms. What do you really customize to the person's needs? What are you good at doing? And then selling that to somebody because there is geographically and just worldwide, there is a market for somebody that needs that thing and it will give you enough a piece of enough to be able to sustain a life without needing a full-time employer's um, fledging um, benefits. You know what I mean? So, like, that where I see, I don't, I don't think like uh, having all these Uber and um, Lyft drivers and truck drivers in America inside of Starbucks trying to go on Craigslist and find new jobs. As because they lost their jobs to machines that are driving. I don't think like I th people realize what's going on. <laughs> like if people, yeah, but there has to be a change because you, you're not going to get. I don't know how fast people are going to be comfortable with a machine driving them. You know, 100 percent of the time, without any human intervention. That I don't see. See there. where we see opportunity, where we see the. Big, the biggest um, economic transformation of all time is happening now. So, like um, humans and machines, yeah. not one or the other. There's zero. Artificial intelligence can't do anything. Zero. Like a bee that flies around can do way more than any of these self-driving cars. Like it's in, in its brain. You know, they we're not even close. It can't pick up anything differentiated. Uh, like, even our like beloved self-driving car, the Jetsons thing, we've been dying and waiting for this whole time. Yeah. It's not even. It's not ready. Like, it, I know what you're saying, but like, I see an opportunity not to dismiss that out of fear. Use it, and build together to be able to better understand ourselves, the world, and the universe, which within we live in our brains, which we know nothing about, nothing about, like there's so much discovery left and that's the big idea. Is it like 115 insolars or four Kayas? It's like, we want some failures. We want like some things that you're like, doesn't make sense. Um, well, I think we're at the age of fragmentation and I believe that what you said is correct, that companies are going to start separating and partnering rather than trying to do everything themselves. Um, I think some really cool things that you've captured here at Forkaya is um, how to make a healthy employee that's happy working, um, and that's through flexibility. Um, so through flexibility, these people are able to build whatever they want at whatever time they want, either if they have a job that's giving them a paycheck until they can become profitable, and if they're just doing it full time because they they're in that full startup mode. Um, so you have created that ecosystem for them. But then moving forward, we want to say, how can people take advantage of Forkaya? And we're trying to create those alleys for season two. Um, they're already taking advantage when I get text messages. Hey, 
the cool thing about what we did was like not give too much instruction. It's not like, hey, I'm gonna compartmentalize, put you into this box, and this is what you're gonna do, and this is like that's what I did for two years working at Countrywide, like, you know, calling in, calling out tapes of mortgage bids. Like, um, what we try to like instill is go figure it out, because if you're interested, you go figure it out, and then you become good at it, and you, and then the product that you're making. You is made by the person that loves it. Yeah, loves it. Loves doing it. So, does that make sense? It's a different kind of energy. It's a different kind of gravitational pull because I pulled the yeah wage thing of like, hey, you got the job for for the wait. No, go work, make money. That's that what I want to change the philosophy of like the kids are using already getting Capital One. Uh, Internships. If anything, use the internship to get an internship. One thing we didn't discover, that talk about, was like the academy we built. We also built the combine program, which the academy is theoretical. They learn combine program. I let them use the company to practice. We built an entire second lab for them. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what they're using what they inside the clip, basically. and, and yeah. that's what we're watching. And then we can recruit them into the primary team. But like, um, we're watching this thing. You know, kind of like Contact, the movie Contact, like Jodie Foster, how they built like the two yeah. things that can, we built two. And I take like people in the combine program and put them into one of those labs with other people like that and see how they perform. Because what ends up happening is the people that have to go figure it out on their own, it sticks. Their retention is insane. They figured it out. It's almost like they achieve something themselves. Like when I was going to USC, I had a couple of friends that got into dental school. And then in that particular year, USC dental school was really innovative. And like, we're just sitting around talking about like classes or whatever. And then I was like, how was dental school? They're like, weird, like just had like an orientation. And then we have to go like teach the class arts and we have to go learn and then figure it out and then present the materials and show, do demonstrations. USC was ahead of that. Because these kids are like building this stuff, they're getting jobs. They're getting their internship. If anything, like, you know, it, we're a perfect area where like you get out of school, you use it and then springboard, yeah. trampoline yourself to the next level. What we're looking for is like nurturing that talent so every single person that trampolines off of that can go to the moon, do whatever they want. To have the tools, for this new world, they may not understand what I'm doing now. Well, that's why Forca is working right now, because the students are able to get real life experience, move forward, and then get a job. But then how do you, instead of them going to get a job, how can Forca start to become a place if you, you know, that essentially takes the, the model of incentivization and allows these students to strive towards something? And, and we talked about that milestone funding. And if we don't want to do it through um, you know, venture capital, how can we do it? And it's not going to be through round Z, you know, how, because round Z is not, is not going to provide as much as we need, um, for incentive. You know? I think one person can hog up the entire round Z platform and provide whatever we need. If we opened it up, we haven't opened it up. We're looking for the right partner. Like, um, 
the right partner with the right facilities and infrastructure so we can do what we need to do. Like money is just one part of it. It's not like we have the we have the juice. Yeah. The partner, it's like we get to pick the partner. We're coming with the cause. It doesn't like my me, I'm just one person. There's another fifty thousand people waiting and yeah. we haven't even advertised about what we're doing here. Yeah. You know? So the momentum is there. If this was a startup like pitch deck, every single check off for the investor to like invest is there. Um so so it's finding that right partner to be able to provide the milestone funding because right now the way round z works is is essentially for the founders right the founders are using it to be able to float to have flow time to be able to they're going to go out they're going to hustle to be able to get money to fund their companies they need right? to have an account yeah but then but they then, need to be like to say yeah, this is my business card and account like right yeah you're so, ready next time you buy this coffee round up your change and dump it into the thing and you have like your percentage shares so it currently we wanted, works we want accessibility yeah. for people right in my mind i see everybody contributing to the cost the employee could be the investor the investor could be the employee could be the client also will probably be all well that I, that that is true investor yeah. client employee right like that's the, the kind of like world I see is a new work paradigm, like an entire new thing, an entire new concept. I don't wanna work somewhere for 40 years. Like I, ne I never understood that. We're in a renaissance period. We can do, we can I, I, like every five, 10 years, change your careers, do something new, challenge yourself. We don't, we have the tools before we didn't. So we stuck to our jobs. Now we have a thousand tools. It's time to like, not relearn new skills, even though we have like an entire skill set thing here, but like new thinking, change minds. You have the ability to think and use these tools in ways that people that built the tools would never have thought of. The big secret we have is a platform of connection, not anything else. People, ideas, people to people, technology's big promise isn't a code, it's connecting people. That's all. That's why people will always be part of the mix. They'll always control the machine. I've never seen a machine build a human. Have you? No. no. So we're in control. I'm not even worried about that. Like those things, everybody that says AI, AI, oh, control. Like, well, you're the one saying AI is going to take everybody's jobs. I'm saying well, this that's is not because the job sucked. I'm going to say the, the jobs. Job are, sucked. I'm going to say everything. You just change. had the wrong thinking to go. Like, it's going to change, right? I mean, that's going to change, yeah. and it's going to bring and, new opportunities, and it's going to yeah. take away. Like, if you're stuck in the past, like, sorry, yeah. it's going to suck. Yeah. And the what job, we're seeing like, if right you're now, a repetitive job, and you want to keep that job, like, I'd rather do like the Andrew yeah. Andrew Yang thing. Give you a thousand bucks a month. Call it Karma Fund. I'll finance it myself. And almost like, you want to be an athlete with us? You have what yeah. it takes? Boom, sign a contract, 
follow your dreams. I'll pay you. And I think that's where it works, right? The Andrew Yang thing doesn't work federally. It works in the private sector. That's, it, I love That's $1,000 a month for you Free to TV. have your users you know, do whatever they want. That's what happened. That's where I would do. I would implement that. That's I would say, go get jobs, do whatever. But if you ex- uh, put in this amount, this amount of time into the Forkaya ecosystem, you get your. That's better than milestone funding, in my opinion. So you like that? Don't I you? like that. That's good. See, yeah. like that—that you know, that works in the private. Why strategy. people want to invest in one company with one idea? I've never, ever understood. Like, or go work for one company. They already did the idea. It's done. Yeah. Now you're gonna work on the next feature. It's done. It's a corporation. Yeah. They already found their fund. Like I know how these VCs work. Like yeah. we are not done. We're like boom next. Yeah. And what you're seeing right now is what you're talking about. You're seeing the the change in the paradigm happening in the ecosystem. You're finding the solutions of what's going to happen when AI takes over cars. Someone's going to realize something in your ecosystem that may have a specific piece of what that next job looks like. And we put that into our future lab. We don't like yeah. our research and development lab is future development. Mm-hmm. What do we anything from as small as like what's the next form of the new Legos? Yeah. Is it gummy? Is it like you can eat your Lego afterwards to um, like, could we make the beyond meat of alcohol? Like, an alcohol gives you the same kind of like vibe of alcohol, but it's not, it, you know what I mean? Like, I think someone's making that somewhere. I, I've heard well, of that. We'll yeah. make it. I don't, like, like, I, I, I don't, you know, I need, so like, what we're saying is we have fostered an ecosystem that is able to grab all these ideas of fragmentation, all these concepts of we were what's going to happen. When AI takes over, what's going to be the solution for that, right? What like the like the these, solution is like how do we use the technology to our advantage, right? So yeah. like, what happens? How do we use this new technology to our advantage to make it a tool as opposed to um, just being owned by it? Because you will be owned by it when you lose your job and you don't have a, an alternative plan. Well, hopefully the alternative plan is already there for you and there's you're not going to just lose your job on the spot. The same way people thought computers are going to take people's jobs. Same way people thought, you know, there was those alternative plan started to form slowly, organically. You know, so eventually when the automated car works, right? You know, if Tesla's already on, you're still going to want the the person there for a year or two before you feel comfortable with the car driving itself till all the cars are automated. Then you're like, okay, these guys are working in a network, and then that guy's going to find a job. Everybody so, said yeah. that about like, would I jump in a stranger's car? Like, would I let some stranger live in my house? Like, come on, man. Like, one first time they see how smooth and awesome and safe it is, they're going to be like, oh my god, like I'm done. I'm not driving. Yeah. You know, so like um, the future development stuff is not just product centric. Well, there's going to be a company that's going to target the guy sitting in the driver's seat. They're going to say, while you're, you know, chauffeuring the automated car. I'm not interested in the bridge things. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we'll we'll put a company in that's going to be in business for two years before we move to the inevitable thing. You know what I mean? Like in my mind, the future stuff can help like some of our more fundamental problems that I'm creating a world not just like company revenues profit this that yeah but you never know the bridge things take over I mean look Uber is a bridge thing right now they're going to become what kind of company right they're going to what are they going to do they're thinking about automated cars same way you are so they're going to become automated car transportation 
company. You know, they thought There's of the human as a bridge. Company. There's a lot of these companies that are data science companies posing as other types of companies. Like they're just the data that um, is being harvested is gold, and very few people have them. So. I expect a lot more faster speeds of like artificial intelligence. Do I, f am I like really concerned about uh, like robot, it, it, not in that sense, but I'm concerned about uh, jobs. Like I think like automation <laughs> and like giving these jobs, like leaving the country automation, like it's just what I did. I did the exact same model. I, w I was in the U.S. Then I went this last uh, gig in the U.S. Then went to Mexico, made money, sold the thing, jumped back over, tried the next thing. This time with uh, technology. So like, and it worked um, better. Yeah. Amazon makes twenty yeah. billion dollars, dude. They don't pay one dime. That's why all the malls are closing around you. You know, like. Um, if, there's something to be said for that. Well, they Postmates yeah. and these guys are no longer gigging. Um, I the saw call Postmates centers start. and all these places like they're gone because like I see yeah. you know in the call center space specifically, the technology is really assisted. Human assisted AI is where the sweet spot is for the future. I guess like I take a very long. Uh, well, that's your way bridge right answering, there. Answering your question, which is like. Where do you see the biggest promises like human assisted AI? You know? Well, I think where we got was this ecosystem here has been able to create a lot of interesting conversations about where we're we heading in the future of technology in general. And then the companies that are starting to pop up in the Forkai ecosystem are really tackling some of the fragmentation. Um, and at that, Ali kind of went on one today, so I wasn't able to give my bio. Um, we've been working on, I'm not going to give my bio today, we'll save it for next episode. Okay, sweet. Um, and we are working on giving some um, founder presentations. So some of the companies that, you know, because Ali is very general, he does not want to, you know, give some of the sweet stuff that we have um, in this conversation. He wants to talk about the broad aspects of Forkaya. I am more specific, so I want to showcase you know, specific companies and specific sectors that we see growing here. Um, and we'll be able to do some presentations. Um, if you want to watch interactively on YouTube, we will be there. Um, and if you want to talk, you want to listen to our conversation on the podcast, then um, we will kind of walk through what the critique of these companies are. And you could listen on that. Um, thank you very much. And this is the conclusion of Forkaya stream episode two. I'm trying to keep these things at like 45 minutes. I think we're there. Mm -hmm.